Welcome to the Moms on the Level podcast, brought to you by Next Level Moms. Real, authentic, honest conversations about being a mom and more. And here is your host, Faye Morgan. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Welcome for the first time on our podcast, Janie Pitts. And we are going to be talking about being still. Um, let me tell you a little bit about my new friend, Janie. Janie is an author and speaker who has a vivacious spirit calling and calling to serve the Lord. She encourages and inspires women to become the person God created them to be in their families, relationships, and life. Janie passionately shares profound biblical truths using her knowledge of first century biblical culture, as well as translating the original Greek and Hebrew languages and puts them all into modern day relevance. Oh my gosh, I feel smarter already. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, I feel, I feel super smarter already. Okay. Deep and authentic, Janie's desire is for everyone to reach their full potential in Christ. Amen. I love that. Um, Janie has a master's degree from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and she has spoken at various retreats and events. She loves serving with her husband on the staff of New Work Fellowship, where she is the missions mobilizer. Janie has been married to her husband, Corey, since 1996, and they have two children together. So you're a mom. Welcome, Janie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I, I'm so excited because I think we're going to talk about some really good stuff here. So, um, Janie, in addition to the many accomplishments I just listed, you recently released a book called Deeply Defined. Um, tell us a little bit about that. All right. Well, yeah, it is. It's called Deeply Defined Understanding Who You Are in Christ. And this book actually came from... Um, a youth series that I did before I was missions mobilizer. I was over our youth ministry and we did a series that I called defined because I realized that teenagers would use these Christian words, but they didn't know what they meant. Grace, mercy, hope, love, um, all of these things that we throw around as Christians. But when you stop and say, Hey, what is grace? <laughs> people can't explain it. And so I thought, okay, we'll take one at a time. It'll be a six week study. It'll be great. Uh, anyway, it turned into like a 12 or 14 week study because not only did the kids like it, but the adults liked it. Parents started coming in, college students started coming in and listening. And the reason why we stopped doing this series is I was like, guys, we got to move on. <laughs> We've got to do different studies, but I couldn't get it out of my head. And I realized that there was a need out there to take these deep theological words and translate them for the common man, because there weren't any resources out there for average Joe Christian to, to be able to really understand. And I love deep theological truths, but I also translate them in my head a certain way to where I can understand them. And so I thought, well, other people could use that too. And so I really felt like the Lord was calling me to write this book. So I didn't get in a hurry. I wrote it over two years. Um, I'm the type of girl that likes to sleep until eight o'clock if I can. Um, but about three or four times a week, the Lord would wake me up about 4 a.m. And I would get up and I would write. And then I would do research, you know, during the day or on my days off or something like that. Because, I mean, I'm a full-time minister at church. So it, it just kind of organically came about. 
And uh, I finished the book and God just opened door after door so easily for me to walk through to, to get this book published. So it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about and that I want to equip and empower Christians to be able to say, oh, I know exactly what grace is. This is what mercy means. Oh, holiness. Yeah, I can tell you in a sentence. And so that's what the book is about. I love that. And as you are talking, it just goes in line with so much of what we've been doing here at Next Level Moms this past year, where we're our word for the year is smart. So, you know, all this just goes so long with it. We did a little series where um, we said how to study the Bible. And you are so right. Like some basic things like um, words and how to study the Bible just are just so lost today. And I think there's so many because um, we rely on our pastors to teach us. We rely on authors to teach us. And we really have to know what um, the Bible means for us personally. And what these words, like, like you're right, like justification, um, sanctification, all of these words are extremely important. And I know as a believer for a long time, I learned what those meant. And it really does change totally. how you view who God really is and what he really did for you and who he's creating you to be, you know, and I even get chills as I say that, you know, so thank you for the reminder of how important it is to really know your theology in this day and time. So um, I want to jump right into um, a chapter in your book called Being Still. And when you and I were talking about this, um, you said, um, you know, Faye, um, there's a chapter in the book about being still. And so since you um, minister to moms, moms don't do that very well yeah. and um, guilty. Um, so um, I read that chapter a couple of times and there's so much in just a few pages. But can you give us a snapshot of in your study of what you learned being still is? Yes. Okay. I think one of the things that's so important for us to be deeply defined as moms so that we can go to the next level is to know who, like you just said, who Jesus is and, and, and who God is, but also who we are in him. So the book actually has kind of a play on words that deeply defined, it deeply defines these words, but it also helps deeply define us. And that be still is so important um, because as moms, I have two kids um, and I remember time and time again, where it's almost impossible. You, you can't be physically still, but you can actually find emotional stillness. You just have to really hunt for it and you can find spiritual stillness. But again, you have to be intentional about it. So what I did in the book in the Be Still chapter is I took a couple of different scripture references and I use the Hebrew words to kind of show how be still means a couple of different things. There's only 8,000 Hebrew words used in scripture. So one word means like 20 different things, which sounds confusing, but it's not. It actually, what it does is it takes one word and it gives it levels of meaning, which is really neat because again, we want to be deeply defined in what better way than understanding one word 20 different ways. Um, and so also, by the way, if you've, if you've never seen the book, just for your listeners out there, moms, this is not like a deep, it is a deep dive, but also I use funny stories. I use, I, I talk a lot about my kids. I talk a lot about my husband who was very nice to let me put all of these stories in there. So it's, it's deep theology, but it, it goes into stories as well. 
Oh, yeah. And totally because when you um, said funny stories, and I don't know how funny this was at the time, but when you talk about the witch doctor encounter, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do. You, and I just love that when um, God has done things in our lives and then it was purposeful, you know, even the, even not just for that purpose, but for further on. So, yeah, I love it. It is. I have, I can totally uh, testify to the fact that you do have some great stories in there. Yes. So moms, you'll, you'll find things that will hopefully take you to the next level and help you be deeply defined. But the, the chapter on be still, what I do is I take just a couple of different scriptures. And the first scripture that I use is one that people may not normally associate with be still. And it's, and it's Psalm 37. And even in the book, I underline, it says a couple of things. I'm not going to read the whole Psalm, but just to highlight what it says, it tells us not to fret because we and mom, we as moms, you know, man, once we push that baby out, our heart goes with it and we can fret over anything. Um, so it says, don't fret. And then it says, trust in the Lord, commit your way to the Lord. And then it ends with that be still. And that Psalm, I talk about it in the book, but it actually builds for that be still. But that one is actually talking about being still or resting in the Lord. And it says, be still and wait patiently. And I talk about, and moms will understand this. If you play red light, green light with your kids, you know, you can, your kids can be still when you say red light, but they are tense. They are hyped and they are ready to go. They're just not moving. And that's not what, when it says be still, it doesn't mean that we need to wait anxiously, or we need to, to stop, but still let our minds go that, that waiting and that resting and patience kind of go together. Um, but then the, the next one that I use, I love, and I would encourage your readers to actually read Exodus, really just read all of Exodus 14. Um, but it's when what happened is they had left Egypt and they had yet to get to where they were going. It looked like they were lost. And so Pharaoh decided, hey, I'm going to go get him. And so he literally took every, every resource that he had, he sent after the Egyptians because he realized he'd let all this free labor go. And it was terrifying to them. And so they go up to Moses and they're complaining. And Moses tells them in Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14, um, he answers them when they're freaking out. He says, don't be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I love this because th what I point out in, in the book is the first thing that Moses tells the people is how to feel. And he says, look, it's, it's okay. Don't be afraid. These people had already seen all of these miracles, but yet they still weren't deeply defined by God and that they were still deeply defined uh, by the fact that they had been enslaved. And he was saying, look, you don't need to be defined by that. You need to not be afraid. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And um, 
when I read those chapters, I love it the way you laid out Psalm 37. You're an amazing teacher. I'm sure you've been told that a million times, but it even comes across in your book, just like how it's written and how you laid it out and you put the Psalm and then you underline um, the different um, almost commands that yeah. um, the psalmist is saying, you know, do not fret, wait patiently. And I love that the way that you um, you picked that out. And when you talked about um, you really gave me a clear picture of you can be still and inside still just like not be still at all. And right. that that analogy with the um, the game red light, green light was really amazing. And it's funny that you're talking about the two things that I kind of when I was trying to figure out what kind of questions to ask you, my questions were too um, I felt were too pointed. And one was uh, let's talk about Psalm 37. Ah. And the other one was the Exodus because um, I just thought there was a great, and I'm like, okay, well, let me let her decide what she wants to talk about more than yeah. what I want. But those were the two things that I wanted us to kind of key on. They were, they're awesome. so good. Well, thanks. They're, yeah. I mean, they're, I love the, the, I mean, I love both of them, but the Exodus one just, just because it's it's telling us that we shouldn't be afraid. You know, I think we we make ourselves nuts, especially when as Christian moms, we think we're supposed to be calm, but inside there's just this huge storm. And that is not what the Lord is talking about. You know, he's talking about being patient, waiting, not being afraid. Um, and, you know, even in the Exodus verse, when it says stand firm, the Hebrew there is actually... Um, it is a picture of, of digging your heels in, you know, um, stand firm. You're going to see the Lord. You need to be still. We've got to pick a side. Are we going to be on that human side and trust our emotions, which are always going to be up and down and sideways, especially as moms, or are we going to trust that the Lord is in control? He is ours. We are his and we can trust him. And when we do that, that be still allows us to, to let go so that we can become more deeply defined by him, you know, and in the, that to, to kind of go and support these two verses, um, that Isaiah 41, 10, I actually have it on my bathroom wall. I had, I have a friend who is the best artist in the world. And she put it on this wood. It's like this. I mean, Joanna Gaines would like it. It's awesome. And it says, be still and know. And the be still is really big. And then the no is small. Um, but that's from that uh, Isaiah verse. But um, that be still is a really cool picture. And I don't talk about it in the book because I had to save some things for, you know, when I speak. And this one, so Faye, if you'll do this with me and listeners too, because you're going to really understand this Hebrew word. If you'll get your hands and you'll put them in a fist and put them up like you're going to fight and squeeze as hard as you can. And I want you to feel it in your forearms. I want you to feel it in your biceps and triceps, even in your shoulders. I want you to tense as much as you can. And then intense, tense, tense, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And now I just want you to let go. And that in Hebrew is a word called rafah. And that rafah is the be still using that. Isaiah verse, and it means to cease fighting and it means to let go. And it means, and it means to, um, to quit holding on. Yeah. And so when we uh -huh. do that, that be still, it goes with that Psalm 37, it goes with that 
Exodus 14, because how many times do we want to hold on, especially with our kids? We're worried about our kids. We want to hold on to that. No, 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 no. We have to, we have to let go. We have to wait. We have to be patient. We have to be still. And so it's, it's so important for us to, to let go. Oh yeah. You're speaking to my heart and you're talking, and I've shared this on a couple of other podcasts that um, my son is about to turn 17. And one of the things that I've been exercising is um, what, and obviously um, Moses's mom did it on a very different level of where she put him in the Nile. But like, to me, it's just a picture of like, I've got to put him in the Nile on so many different things. He's got to go in the Nile and I've got to trust that God has him in that whole river that God does that. And, and you're right. You know, I think, you know, as I always say this, um, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say it, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but you know, small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems. And, um, so our, you're right. Our worrying doesn't stop, you know, when they're babies, are, are, are we feeding them? Oh, are they getting the diaper rash? Oh my goodness. Why are they crying? And all of this. And, you know, as they become toddlers, oh, are they going to fall up? This thing? I mean, there's just constantly constant. You know, constant, there's constant things to worry about when you're a mom. And so, um, and as they get older, who are their friends? Where are they going to go to college? What is, oh my goodness, did I do a good job? Are they going to be they're a driving? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, don't talk to me about their driving hundreds about to get his um license and I mean he has his permits but I mean yeah and and just yesterday I saw two horrific accidents because I'm in Fort Lauderdale but I went to Miami and even as a South Floridian mm-hmm. to me going to Miami is like I need a passport it's like a different country mm-hmm. and just it was just oh yeah and I'm just like Lord this is this is what I mean this is what I mean. Oh my goodness. Look at that car is rolled over. And so, yeah, it's crazy down here. And, but you know, um, the Lord taught me a while back that evil is everywhere and bad stuff is everywhere. And so it does not matter if I live like in Idaho or in Iowa and a little country road, you know, it just, it's not, it's not um, going to safeguard us from anything. You know, we just have to live in the world and just kind of trust. And really, I, I think, I, I mean, I just love it. And I want to say again, what a good teacher you are, because I love that whole um, example that you just did, that exercise that you just did with the fits, because that was really um, very um, telling. Now, tell me, is there any last words you would like to leave some moms with about being still? Yeah, I think, I think sometimes we try, especially as moms, when we do want to go to the next level, when we do want to be deeply defined um, and we do love Jesus with everything we have, I think that we, we will guilt ourselves. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I should be able to be still, but I can't, or I should be able to whatever. Know that it's a, it's a process and it's a journey. And hopefully by these words being deeply defined, as you step into what God wants for your life, you're going to be able to be more deeply defined and, and live these out. It, it's not something to where if you struggle with anxiety or if you struggle with worry that you're going to read this chapter or hear this podcast and all of a sudden be able to be still. It's one of those things that you can pray and ask the Lord, Lord, help me be still. Help me understand what this means. Help me be deeply defined by these words that are your words that are found in your power and my faith in you. And and when we do that, we grow just like our kids grow. 
we grow in our faith and our knowledge by by practicing it. So, you know, listener, if if you struggle with not being able to be still, it's okay. Just start walking, take one step, then take the next, then the next, then the next. And I mean, I still grow in this. I haven't, just because I know these words, there are days where I still struggle with this. Um, but I know now because I've been practicing this for so long, um, I don't struggle as much as I used to because I totally know that the Lord is in control and he deeply defines my life and he can deeply define your life too. Oh yeah. I love that. And it just makes me think when you were saying like the more you practice it, um, uh, my, I talk about this a lot because it's a hard, huge part of our lives. My kids are both, um, long distance runners. And, um, so we talk about muscle memory a lot because, um, as they're running, like there's some mechanics that just yes. doing it so much, it's muscle memory. And, and I don't know if it's the right, um, terms and to say it, but I, the more we practice something, it's just the, the, it doesn't make perfect, but it makes progress. Yes. And so, and so I, I love that, that we just have to just keep doing it keep doing, keep trusting it. And, oh, I just, I, I love this time with you, um, Janie, can we have you back? Because, oh, oh yes, I would yes, love it. We're going to be back. Okay. Yay. Um, so, um, so tell us, I end every podcast with this question of our guests. What has God done lately to bring you to the next level, Jamie? Yes. You know, he's taught me a lot lately about living out my faith. My mom um, is in advanced stages of dementia and you think you get used to it and then something happens and it's kind of traumatic all over again. And we just, we had something happen a couple of weeks ago and just some realizations and uh, skills that she's losing very rapidly. And it was just one of those Lord, you know, why, why aren't certain things happening? Why aren't, you know, and I, I had to step back and realize, you know what, Lord, I don't need to know why I just need to know that you're in control. I need to be still like what we were talking about. Um, and I need to know that you're in control. And, you know, I think when we walk through things that are difficult like that, but yet we are, we let our faith deeply define us. It does take us to that next level with our creator of intimacy and love, and we can rest in his arms. And that's been one thing recently that I've really had to uh, put that faith into practice in a way that I never have before. Um, and it's been really difficult, but it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful to see the Lord show up and see his love and his mercy and his grace and who he is, his wisdom. Um, yeah, and and I and because I've experienced some some of this of what you're talking about, um, it's not just when people go on to be with the Lord that you experience grief. As right. as your parent is losing different abilities and different things um, that are so common to all of us, that's grief too. And so I, I feel for you. I get it. I know I know where you are, and um, just all I can say is it's just. Um, you just have to just keep trusting him and knowing, you know, it's a process and yeah. just what he's allowing to happen. And for me, he taught me that it's what kind of showed me I have a deep need for him. 
Yes. You know, because as a good church girl, and we were talking about this, you know, off, off um, before we started the meeting, as a, as a good church girl, you know, you want to go, um, you know, I, I trust you, I believe you, all, all of this stuff. But then when you just have to start to apply it, you do guilt yourself a lot if you're like, but I know this stuff. And, and, and then the other side was, well, I do know the Lord and I know some of these terms and I do know all of this. And, Yet it doesn't mean that I don't have a deep need for him. And that is what he taught me through my mom passing was um, I have a deep need for him. I never want you to forget that Faye, that you have a deep need for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's um it's also related and God's so amazing. But what's also amazing is your book, and everyone should go and pick one up today. They can pick it up on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Target.com, Walmart.com. You won't be sorry. Um, and um, Janie, we are so um, happy to have you. And um, you are so next level, girl. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> You're super next level. Um, okay, so um, don't miss a thing that um, we are doing and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram too. Um, That's how we kind of connected. And um, until next time, everyone have a great day. Thank you to our sponsors, the Social Mind Center and Basenji Adventures. Check out Social Mind Center on their website, socialmindcenter.com and the Basenji Adventures YouTube channel for lots of cute dog videos. Join us next time as we spend time together to connect, equip, and inspire each other.